Hi there. We're so glad you found us. Welcome to Embers, a podcast by Volo. We at Volo are committed to guiding teens as they seek to create authentic relationships in our increasingly digital world. Once these youth experience the power of being in community and their vast capacity for connection, we challenge them to go out and make the world a better place. Our circle is open to every race, gender, sexuality, ability, religion, and background. Our podcast is a hub of inspiration for both teens and adults. Embers is a place where our teens share their stories as they navigate the waters between childhood and adulthood. We realize they've got a lot to teach us, but they hope for some good to us, too. Join us here as follow youth explore timely and compelling topics, fanning the embers burning in each of us. In this episode, our teens explore the importance of listening and the impact that connecting with others can have on us. The teens talk about how we can better understand others, even those with different opinions, if we choose to be good listeners. Through what they share, we find ourselves hopeful for the future, as they seem to recognize what we all have to gain from the simple act of lending an ear. Come along. Hi, I'm Dana. Hi, I'm Cornelius. Hi, I'm Sylvia. Hi, I'm Elliot. The topic today is listening, and it's one that has been inspired in two ways. One, by society and what surrounds us these days as we reflect on the importance of listening. And the other is on our retreats. The concept of listening is ever present and I continue to be admiring and inspired by what I witnessed with teens listening. So that's, that's how this all came to be today. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. And I guess it feels like putting to words some of the things I'm curious and wondering about or the stories that I have kind of told in my own head of, of how listening happens and how it feels and what role it plays in your lives. So I'm going to start on a really simple level and ask you all to talk about how you let others know that you are listening to them. In school, we always learn about keeping eye contact and just staying attentive. But in Volo, I think that I learned it's also about responding with with questions so you can really let them know that you're listening. Yeah, I agree with Cornelius and Sylvia. I feel like the act of letting someone know that I've been listening starts more after they're done talking. Like Cornelius said, like asking questions, letting them know that I want to know more about what they're telling me. Absolutely. I totally get that and see that. What advice would you give to people who say, I want to be a better listener. I want to grow into becoming a better listener. Don't make assumptions about what someone's going to say and don't hold on to anything that they're saying or necessarily but don't hold on to the beginning of their sentence and just ignore what they, they're saying after that. Actually listen and then form your opinion. I think that's a good point, Elliot, because 
and we're kind of thinking about like how what we're talking about is we're we're trying to show how we're listening, but that's not all of it. We do want to show we're listening, but you could still like show you're listening and not actually be fully listening. So removing distractions could help you just stay focused on the person who's talking. Such a good point to be actively listening. It's just listening to hear what they're saying and think about it and not to just listen to share. And I think a lot of times when you are listening to someone else, it's how you can connect to it personally and not so much how you can have them feel heard. What you just said, Sylvia, made me think about how social interaction is based off of how you want to portray yourself to the world listening to relate to it instead of listening to listen goes hand in hand with that wanting to appear intelligent based off of what you say or wanting just like having a general appearance that you want to uphold conversations can be very self-centered in a way those connect like listening to listen and listening to connect with it because as soon as you have your your mindset as like oh i'm i'm listening to try to relate to this or i'm listening to like ask questions, then you start to actually listen. And although they're not the same thing, it will connect at some point. But you'll start to like completely listen once your mindset is talking about listening to ask questions. Yeah, it's like finding the balance. Yeah. It's a, com- a complete change in conversation. It makes the other person feel so much more heard. Absolutely. And I think when you're talking, if you can almost be in a state of wonder, and that balance you're talking about is that knowing what they're going to say and relating to it, but also a wonder of like, oh, I, I really am curious. You know, when someone asks a question of you, it shows they care and that they're wanting to connect. It's okay to relate to someone and have them feel heard because everyone likes to feel heard and feel like they're not alone in what they're talking about. But it's that fine line between relation and then just talking about yourself. With our generation, that line has just been like completely demolished. I'm curious if you can describe how you feel when someone is listening to you. I think it makes me feel like valued and it and it makes me feel like what I'm saying actually people actually care. When people listen to you it, it doesn't make you feel like what you said is just pointless. It's nice, it may be that simple. I definitely feel like it's it is pretty simple. This is kind of broad, but a big part of being a person is feeling like you're seen finding your place in the world. And I feel like active listening and knowing that someone wants to know more about you and more about your life story just feels, I don't know, it can make you feel like you belong sometimes. And I feel like that's really important. I love that concept. And I can just imagine if other people internalize the idea that by listening with kindness and with openness, you can help someone feel a sense of belonging. Just the power of that is profound. I really appreciate that perspective. I'm curious when you guys are in conversation with someone who is not listening to you, what what do you all do? I think it completely depends on who the person is. If they're one of my best friends or my mom or my sister, I will say like, is something going on with you? That's making it harder for you to listen to me. Like, are are you are you okay? Because those are the people I would trust and care about most to be active listening and sometimes like that happens and there is something going on with them internally where they're having a hard time listening is a cue that they may not be okay 
I think Elliot said it, the human race like depends on listening. And that's how we interact. And so I think when someone is having a hard time listening and interacting, it can be a cue that something's not okay with them. So that would just be if if they were closer to me. But if, if it's someone I have not had a conversation with, stop talking and wait for them to start talking and active listen. And so maybe they will see how I'm listening. And when I talk, they will listen that way. I definitely kind of take the route that Sylvia takes. If I know them well, then I'm going to be kind of confused if they're acting differently because, I don't know, I generally choose to keep people who listen to me in my life rather than people who don't listen to me. So, but if they are a stranger and it's like a small talk scenario or where I'm like trying to get to know someone and they aren't really like reciprocating, wanting to know each other, I would also probably be quiet or I would try to start asking them things about themselves that I'm like, like surface level things that might lead to to anything deeper. I love that concept that you, it's kind of like giving them the benefit of the doubt because maybe they don't know how to active listen, but you're modeling it, for example, by asking a question and then kind of inviting them to this little circle of belonging, if you will. I feel like something that's been really helpful, especially like during conversations is talking about it, like talking about our guidelines, I guess. And I feel like I've kind of brought that into my friend groups in a way, like acknowledging that not interrupting people can be really beneficial for them. For example, if someone's like stuttering or like missing a word, and if they're like mumbling it or like pausing, trying to figure out what the word is, that can be useful to not just like jump in and give them the word. I've struggled with that where people will like interrupt me to like give me the word that they think I'm trying to say. And I think that in Valo, I've like found that people don't do that when I'm sharing and it can really keep me in the zone and help me like stay on track if I'm not interrupted. Sometimes it's the people who don't listen to you that actually teach you how to listen instead of the people who do listen to you because you want to listen so you don't repeat like their actions. Absolutely. We, we can learn from people who we don't necessarily look up to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we think about social media or even just our use of phones, what impact social media and cell phones have on our capacity to listen or not to listen? Social media right now, especially with the with the pandemic, it's sharing highlights and then having people react to what you post. With the like ability to comment, like on Instagram and Facebook, Instagram more than anything, it's easy to just step in and say, "Oh, that's so cool! I've done that too." It's just made communication so different. But at the same time, it's made listening a lot easier because you can't interrupt anyone when you're texting or commenting or DMing. The conversations can be really good because it can be easier for you to say things that are harder to say in person to people, especially if you need like emotional help. Reaching out through text can be a lot easier emotionally. It's also like the other way around. Like if you think that one of your friends might need help, if they're not doing so hot, then I feel like it's easier to reach out in text. Because, I don't know, I feel like society has a lot of stigma around opening up and, like, letting people see emotions 
it is a window into ourselves and a way of connecting. And if I'm understanding you, if I'm listening well to you, would you suggest that that could lead people to be better listeners and more open when they were in person because they've kind of almost practiced in a place that was a, felt a little safer? It's complicated. I definitely agree with Sylvia that it's a myth. It's hard to say. I think it could be different for every person, honestly. If you get too dependent on communicating through social media, especially communicating your emotions through social media, it can be harder in person eventually to have serious conversations because you don't really know how to make eye contact and stuff like that. Absolutely. That makes it makes a ton of sense. As you think about your generation and its capacity to listen or not listen, how do you think the way that your generation listens or is learning to listen could impact the future? Do you think there's a way to flip that? Everyone is only one person. So as long as you, I don't know, try to use what you know is good for a conversation that makes people feel good, makes you feel good, and makes you like leave a conversation feeling satisfied, like you got something, then I think that's the best you can really do. I mean, if we start actively listening to our friends, then they'll probably repeat it and they'll probably start actively listening because if someone were to listen to me, then it would probably make me feel good. And then I would probably go and repeat it because I know that the next person that's talking to me is probably going to feel good if I listen to them. It's just, it'll, it's like a, a chain. Yeah, I think that if we are actively listening to the people who don't know how to actively listen, it can help. But I think that's all we can really do. Absolutely. I mean, I err on the side of being a slight idealist optimist. And I was aware as I was listening earlier, I wouldn't, I wouldn't undermine the power of that, that yes, you are just one person, but if you're talking with two or three people who, if they're, it sounds like if they're like Cornelius and, and they were treated the way, you know, if you're actively listening to them and they experience what that feels like, they may go out and, and repeat that. And so I wouldn't sell your power short. I think there's a lot of capacity for simple shifts in one person's behavior that can really ripple out to others. So I'm curious, as I think this is for me, one of the most challenging parts of being in conversation is when we're actively listening to someone we totally disagree with. Individual level, how how might you deal with people who you disagree with and and yet you want to actively listen? (laughs) Today, even for kids in high school, younger than high school, everyone has a different opinion opinion on politically what's going on just in society what's going on and everyone right now is so quick to to say that the other opinion is stupid and that name call based on opinions it's it's very hard to even have an opinion but when it can be a respectful conversation where both people are being educated on things they don't they didn't necessarily know about and opinions can change based off those conversations. I think those are really important to have and to active listen in and not to call names. Because just because someone thinks something different than you, unless it's something offensive and awful, they shouldn't lose your respect. 
I agree. Conducting conversations around controversial topics is like really, is really hard, especially since this generation might be more politically aware in some ways and more politically aware than like previous generations have been at this age, just because politics is, I don't know, is, I guess it's just more awareness, really. It's just, there's more information, like, I've I've heard someone say that like in an age of gener- uh, an age of information ignorance is a choice, which I think is a really good point for me. My personal experience is something that helps me stay calm during conversations where I might heavily disagree with someone is remembering that the other person is a person. They are human. They aren't just evil necessarily. Necessarily, like they might just be ignorant. Or maybe they aren't ignorant and you might be wrong. And it's like, remember to keep your mind open. Maybe there's something as you were talking, I can't help but wonder that when we're seeing those people as human beings and recognizing that just like for us, one opinion we have doesn't define all of us, that that one opinion they have, and maybe it sounds just horrible, like how we, we need to use our values to decide is that define them for us or or can it if it's okay if it's defines them but can we still engage in conversation with them and really maybe that's all the more reason to actively listen and ask questions to really drill down and try to genuinely understand where someone who we disagree with is coming from disagreeing isn't necessarily a bad thing and although you're disagreeing you're showing them that you're listening i think when it becomes bad is when people are like disagreeing in like not a kind manner also another way you could show you're listening in a situation like this is you could find another place to connect on that you do agree in so instead of just like thinking of one thing you disagree on you could move on to something that you agree on and talk about that i agree with that i feel like since i feel like a lot of political discourse for our generation goes on on like over social media like whether it be like in the comments of some post that like some controversial controversial post or some some story posts like if someone responds to an infographic that someone puts on their story it's hard to really connect with that because you can't see them and so remember that the other person is a person when you are like over the internet and i think that that's such a good point like being able to just change the topic like you don't need to argue endlessly forever about one thing right and and maybe maybe once people find those places of connection they can return in a more open-minded way to have a a real open honest active listening conversation where they, they are hearing each other once they've recognized back to your point ellie that, that they're humans and there are inevitably universal ways they can connect even if there are topics they disagree on i would love for the world to hear your ideas and to consider how we might begin to kind of heal the wounds of all the tension and all of the polarity that it feels is is so pervasive um, around us. I often feel this way that younger people have fresher perspectives that we would be wise to listen to. So thanks for listening to each other and really thoughtfully responding to the questions.
And it wouldn't be a volo conversation if we didn't end with a single word as a way of, in this case, giving our listeners a sense of where each of us is as we lead the conversation. So if you can think of a single word that describes how you're feeling right now, and then we can go around and hear one another's. I think it's probably thoughtful because it's important to be, I think it's important to be thoughtful when you're listening. And we talked about listening today and we also listened. I think my word's definitely reflection. What we talked about was like really like good, good to hear, I guess, and know that there is hope for like active listening, I guess. I'm definitely going to reflect on what we talked about and think about how I can help and how people around me can help our our age be better active listeners. I think my word is probably, I guess we'd probably be grateful. I feel pretty grateful that there are like spaces for people to talk about things like this, I guess, in like a, an open manner, I guess. I don't know. I'm grateful that I get to share my opinion and hear other people's opinions. I love that. I feel buoyed. I feel hopeful from what you have shared. Thanks for being a part of this today. Thanks for joining us today. Like what you heard? We invite you to connect with us at followmain.org for additional ideas and inspiration. Music from this episode was created by one of our many talented teens, Miles. It was a pleasure having you in our circle today. Until next time, take care. Thank you.